Happy Friday. Bill Michael Show on the air. What did we learn last night? Boy, the Broncos suck. <laughs> they just suck. Man, they're bad. Bad football team. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how else to say it. I watched that game between that and watching the uh, Philadelphia Phillies eliminate the uh, the Braves. Uh, I you know which the tale of two completely different scenarios. It was uh, <laughs> God. They just stink. The the Broncos just stink. If God forbid the Packers lose that game, I can't even imagine it. Can't even imagine it. But today is a Friday. And in a little bit more than four hours from right now, I am going to be firing up a bourbon. I'm going to be firing up a cigar. Uh, I got some rocks glasses uh, my buddy had made for me that have uh, our show logo on them. I'm excited about that. And uh, I'm going to be sitting down and enjoying the weekend. I got uh, dinner coming up tonight uh, with some friends. And then tomorrow we got a wedding. And then Sunday we are going to be out at Sloppy Joe's out in Hubertus. And we're going to start there. So for those of you that look out the window right now and you go, wow, that just sucks. And it does. Uh, although we did need the rain. But uh, come Sunday, it's supposed to be dry. Uh, a little bit cooler, like 54 degrees, but dry. And we got a motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. So if you can uh, join us coming up on Sunday out at Sloppy Joe's, Joe Hennis puts on a hell of a ride. They got great breakfasts, uh, and we're looking forward to that. And then they take a, a really cool ride. They do, uh, and I don't know where all the stops are this year, but in years past, he's taken us to Little Switzerland where we've gone up on top of the ski lift and you get a chance to go up on top the hill and all that kind of stuff and take pictures and then uh you know we've gone to the apple orchards before uh and i don't necessarily go pick apples but i don't mind getting a gallon of good apple cider that's going to go into a bourbon glass later in the week so i we've done that and then you end up out at smoke on the water and all that kind of good stuff so i i'm I'm excited uh and yes we have been released on our own recognizance out of facebook jail so uh, I got home last night, and I, I told you yesterday I was going down to Stenny's, and I had a great time down there. Oh, by the way, I found out uh, – I shouldn't say this out loud, I guess, but I found out where uh, where Damian Lillard lives. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, got an apartment next uh, – he is beneath my uh, a buddy of mine. He moved into uh, the condos in uh in downtown milwaukee and my buddy happens to own the second from the top in a building and he was down there yesterday and he said hey guess guess who moved into our building and i said don't tell me damian lillard did he said oh yeah he said ran into him in the elevator he's got a got a got a group of people that hang with him and uh he filed for divorce and <laughs> he's got new takers we'll say so yeah it was pretty funny that was that was kind of exciting. Oh, okay. Well, give him a high five. Tell him best of luck, and let's uh, let's hopefully uh, you know see him hoist a championship with Giannis this year. So anyway, I had all that going on. So that's uh, that's all that's happening. And uh, we did uh, get home last night, and I realized I was out of Facebook jail. So that was awesome. So eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can find us uh, and give us a shout that way. Uh, then you can hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. 
Grant Bills at Wisco Grant at Wisco Grant Instagram the Bill Michaels Show the Bill Michaels Show and uh, then you can find us on Facebook or back facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels Show you can uh, always subscribe to the program and I highly recommend you do in case we ever get put in jail again go to uh, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show same thing on Twitch TV and on Kick TV as well and uh, on LinkedIn TV now we're on LinkedIn TV same thing uh, follow me over there um, and you can email the program thebillmichaels at gmail.com Grant how you doing today man I'm doing great a great baseball game last night there was football on not going to say the game was great but I enjoyed watching it so last night was pretty great for a crummy rainy night we had some good TV to watch so I'm happy it was it was a good crummy rainy rainy night crummy rainy morning I didn't want to get up today I was laid in bed went downstairs lifted a little bit Came upstairs. I've just been kind of hanging, you know. Just it's, I it's just a relaxing fall craptastic day. I exploded is. out of bed. I said, I can't wait for ten o'clock because we're going to have an amazing show from ten to two. I, I wish it would start now. <laughs> That's how I woke up. I don't know. I don't know what kind of morning you had, but God, I woke up ready to just seize the day. I, uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I got to admit, I got up, uh, and I looked out. I'm like, oh, this is one of those days. You just want to lay in bed. So I did. I laid in bed for a while. I flipped on the TV. Was catching up on news, catching up on the sports, watching highlights from last night's games. I was flipping over to the MLB network, to the NFL network, and I thought, okay, I need to get up. So I went downstairs, and oh, by the way, I picked up my shirt today. Uh, my my, I forgot I had one of these. This is I I don't know where the hell I, I got it in a cross, but it is the uh, the shirt that says uh, Old Fashions, Fish Fries, and Supper Clubs. That is the state of Wisconsin. So uh, when somebody just said, hey, what's the shirt of the day? There you go. Although I don't want to get into the shirt of the day because my cousin does that every day and drives me nuts. But uh, but I got up and I went downstairs and I lifted. Today was a lift day. So I lifted today and uh, I started scrounging around some of the boxes that I had down in the uh, down in the gym in the storage area. And so um, I, uh, I grabbed my – a buddy of mine had rocks glasses, bourbon glasses, made for me. Um, uh, some uh, A girl that he works with started doing – uh, glass engraving, laser etching and stuff, and she needed something to practice with. So he had sent her my the, the show logo, and uh, I got uh, Bill Michaels' show rocks glasses along with Harley Davidson logo rocks glasses. So I dug those out, and uh, Kristen and I were talking this morning, and because we got dinner tonight, she goes, "Don't forget we got dinner." You know, did you make the reservation? I'm like, "Oh crap, no, I didn't." So I had to type that in real quick. And uh, I said, you know, I'm getting off the air tonight. I'm just going to do a shot. I think I'm going to do the Jesse James bourbon. I'm going to because he he sent me that bottle of the single barrel, and I finally got another one after somebody stole my other one. So I got another one. I'm going to do a sh- I'm going to do just a, a couple of ounces of that over a big giant uh, bourbon ball of ice and a cigar, and I am going to sit back and relax until it's time to time to go to dinner. That's that's all I'm doing today. And then at dinner, probably a beer or two, and then call it a night. Come home and go to bed. That's that's my evening. That sounds so relaxing. <laughs> um, somebody wanted to know why I'm not wearing the F Facebook shirt today, a la George Kittle. I, you know, I I don't want to get in any more trouble. I got my hand slapped, so I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to be uh, you know mindful of whatever community standards they have that I broke. I don't even know. What's really funny is. It's so random. 
I, I because there's been things that I've posted that I thought are not they're relatively risque, and that goes by no problem. And you do a a podcast and drop an f bomb, and suddenly you're banned. I I that's the only thing I can think of. Other than that, I have no idea. Yeah, and we've done that before. That's never happened. So I don't know. It, you know what it is? Um, if somebody reports you, and there are people out there that are jealous of this program that report it all the time, because I get notifications about stuff all the time, and I know who does it. I know that there are certain people that can't stand the fact that we're on the air, we're back again, blah, 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 and they do it all the time. And part of it's petty jealousy, and it's like, kiss my ass, I don't care. But that's part of what it is. So anyway, it is what it is. Uh, what did we learn last night? Grant, did you learn anything last night watching that game? Baseball or football? Football. Mm, I don't know that I learned anything new. I, I think we learn further every week that Russell Wilson is just toast. Like He's just not good. Some of the he's interceptions, bad. are he's not seeing things, and when he is seeing them, he's seeing them two or three seconds too late. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe we're trending towards Russell Wilson – I don't know if he's going to get benched this year, but you think Sean Payton's just going to sit back and, and let Russell Wilson tank a season and, and take the blame for it? I don't think so. So I think at some point they make a move with Wilson. If it's not this year, at the end of this year, despite the money, they have to figure out a way to, to do something yeah. different. They got a, they're buried in that. Buried in that. Um, Hey Mick, how you doing buddy? Uh, I just got a buddy of mine from South Carolina over on the live stream says, Hey, um, I, I learned a couple of things. One is, like you said, Russell Wilson is toast. Um, that even in a grinded-out, ugly game, Kansas City figures out ways to win. They ju- they're just, they just do. And that defense, as bad as Russell Wilson and company are, that defense is still really good, and they can put pressure uh, on quarterbacks. Um, the other thing that I, I I and I got to admit I now this whole thing of Taylor Swift going to the games you know and I really thought I I'm like you know good for Travis Kelsey he he stepped outside of his zone he sent her the bracelet or whatever the hell it was they ended up meeting up and that's great you know I mean I don't really care if he's dating a celebrity or she's dating him it doesn't matter to me it's it's kind of cool okay whatever you know very reminiscent of Jessica Simpson being in the box at Dallas when Tony Romo was playing, right? But last night, she went from being uh, the girl that was there to watch the game to being the star of the game. The way she was dressed, the way she walked in, and I know that's very sexist to say, but she wasn't dressed for a football game last night. She was dressed for the cameras and very much promoting herself. And that's when it got irritating last night. Did you see when she was walking in and the shirt's off the shoulders? And it's not like she's wearing a jersey or anything. It, and she had like a Chiefs jacket on. But every it, it was very much posing for the cameras as she walked a private runway with all the cameras around her to catch her going into Chiefs Stadium, into Arrowhead last night. Did you see that? I saw some clips on Twitter afterwards, either her going in or out. I had the game on my second TV. I had the baseball game on the big TV, so I was yeah. mostly just watching out of their corner of my eye. But I, I saw a couple of tweets about her, and I saw her on TV a few times. She was up there with Patrick Mahomes' wife, right? Yes. Yeah. 
and the fake cheering and the it, it it last night was as phony as phony could be. I mean, as phony as phony could be. Now it's irritating. It, it before I didn't mind it. I'm telling everybody like, ah, you know, you know, you know, you wonder what motivates people to to say things. And, you know, I get it, but it's like, eh, relax a little bit. Okay, so she's at a game. It doesn't matter. And last night, uh, it was very self-promotional. It, it, you know, it's kind of like almost as if she was using Travis Kelsey in the NFL to promote herself on a big stage because the NFL, as we know, has a huge following. And she was there to promote herself. And it was, it, last night was cheesy. So that that irritated me. Uh, so out of all of that, so I said, well, you know, Russell Wilson sucks. Their defense is is pretty good, uh, to be honest with you. So I <laughs> I don't know how the Packers are going to score. Um, their defense is pretty good. Russell Wilson sucks. Uh, the Chiefs just grind it out and find ways to win. Travis Kelsey is the key cog to that engine. Uh, that's for damn sure for Kansas City. And Taylor Swift irritated me like wearing sandpaper underwear last night. <laughs> that your, was that was my takeaway. Your point about the Chiefs, I think, is a good one. This Chiefs team is really stout defensively, and they can possess the ball. They can grind you, Bill, and yeah. run the clock yep. down and, and win in different ways. And I don't think that's been true of a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team. They've been high-flying offense with weak defense, typically, or a defense that just does enough. This team's built a little differently. I'm, I'm excited to to watch them play out like they they ground out the clock against the Jets two weeks ago they can win a little bit uglier if they need to this Chiefs team mm-hmm. feels a little different right yeah it's uh it's not the it, it, you don't see Patrick Mahomes running and, and flicking a ball 50 yards downfield for these deep passes and underhand as he's going down via sack to a running back to you know take it in for a touchdown you're, you're not seeing a lot of that what you're seeing is is they're just grinding on you they're just grinding on you and kind of like the way Taylor Swift does on NFL fans right now just grinding on you and that was an impressive win it was an ugly win I guess you could call it that but I'll say this and I knew it when I when I picked him up in my fantasy team it's a shame he didn't play the first week but as Travis Kelsey goes that team goes I have never seen a tight end be so unbelievably valuable to its team if I had to say it, if I had to say the level it, he is to the Chiefs, what Gronk was to Brady. That 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 might be the best comparison I can give you. He, the minute Gronk wasn't there, Brady struggled because that was his guy. That was his outlet guy. And when you find that's why I pray to God, Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft or both turn into something. Because when you've got a big pass catching, can get open in the zone tight end that has long arms, big hands, bigger than the linebackers that are covering him, oh my God, that just makes such an incredible difference. Such an incredible difference. Uh, Rick, right, you go back to a guy like Kellen Winslow, back when Dan Fouch used to throw throw to him for the San Diego Chargers, that kind of guy. That yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. That I, I've never seen somebody that valuable to their team. He is the most I, – I, as much as we talk about Patrick Mahomes and what he can do and the possessions that he has when he has the football, I'd almost say I, I'd give Travis Kelsey as much credit as an MVP on that team as, as Patrick Mahomes. He's just that valuable.
When he doesn't play, that thing just looks different. That it's like it's missing a piston out of the engine. And when he's there, it just you never see panic out of Patrick Mahomes because he always knows he's there. That's it. Uh, let's do this. Going to take a quick break. Uh, so what did we learn last night? And now that uh, the Packers are the next up on the docket for Denver, what is the likelihood of the Packers getting a win? I mean, last night, 19-8 to was the final. 19-8. to So since they lost, since the, the Chiefs lost the one-point loss to the Lions in their, in their opener to celebrate their, their you know, their uh, – their championship, they have now won five straight. In the meantime, Russell Wilson, a touchdown, a couple of picks, ugliness. 877-867-1670, Hit us up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Go to CunisRV.com. There, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. And if you haven't gotten your RV, we'll say serviced and winterized yet, what you waiting for? And they do storage, concierge service, everything now at at, uh, Cunis RV. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions supply. See showroom for details. Offers at If you are looking for a place, uh, you know, 75, 80 people, less, maybe to hold a, uh, a holiday gathering, we'll say, uh, no better place. Right downtown Milwaukee on the Riverwalk. They run shuttles right to the front door. That is northernlightseventvenue.com. They've got a few spaces available still uh, for, you know, holiday parties and, uh, you know, business gatherings or maybe a group of friends, what have you. Uh, dinners, weddings, photo shoots, business events, they can do it all. That is northernlightseventvenue.com. you got to check it out. It's, it's an amazing, an amazing place. And it's right on the Riverwalk, right downtown Milwaukee. And what's really cool, especially during the holiday season, is you would think that the Riverwalk sucks because it's cold and it's, you know, near the water and, you know, you don't want that. Actually, you get a you get a view down the river of all the condos, and when all the condos are lit up with the Christmas lights and people that decorate their balconies and all that stuff, it's actually really cool. So it's a great place to go. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. dot com. Northern Lights Event Venue. 
Facebook.com. There you go. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, there's a lot of proposed trades that are out there as the uh, trade deadline is less than three weeks away now for the NFL. I saw that uh, a lot of speculation about Jerry Judy of the uh, uh, of the Denver Broncos uh, is starting to pop up. Um, I did see that one of the reasons they want to get rid of Jerry Judy is that he cannot handle criticism. He's a whiner. Uh, if he does get criticized or they go after him because he's doing something wrong, he kind of goes into a shell. And they said at best he's not going to be anything more than a third-tier receiver because he can't handle it. So just thought I'd throw it out there for everybody that says you got to go get Jerry Judy. Now, if it's not going to cost you a lot, I still think it's something that, you know, maybe greener pastures coming, you know, to a place like Green Bay would not hurt when you find a veteran to put in there. But you need somebody, if you're going to get a veteran, you've got to get somebody with a strong personality and a willingness to teach to come into the system, not just somebody to come in and run routes. That's that's not what you're doing. Um, so you really got to be careful. If I'm Brian Gutekunst, I really, I pay attention to that. You got to find out more about the player, and he would know. Um, but you got to get a guy with a stronger personality. And I don't mean a guy that's going to come in and be this dominant character. What I'm talking about is somebody willing to be able to say, no, 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 to some of the young guys, no, 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 you, you can't run it that way. You got to do it this way. This is the way you do it in the NFL. This is how we do it. And be good at it and be a mentor. And also be a trusted outlet for Jordan Love. So I, I, I saw a lot of that this morning when I got up. There was a lot on Twitter. And I know there's uh, a lot of people searching for an answer to help this offense. But um, the, the two people that are the most vital are the head coach and the play calling, and then there's Jordan Love and the delivery of the football. And right now, teams are starting to figure that out, saying, hey, I dare you to throw over the middle. I dare you to throw long. We'll take away the short pass. We'll give it to you. But we're going to eat you up at the line of scrimmage. So these short and quick outs – that are going to go for two and three yards, you're not going to sustain drives by doing that. We're not going to allow it. So, yeah, go ahead and throw it over the middle. Go ahead and throw it downfield because you're not your completion percentage sucks. So either you need to find somebody that has the ability to run the route and catch the ball, or you need to find a quarterback that's actually going to deliver the football in the proper amount of time and drop it in the bucket. One of those two has to give by, you know, the next two, three, four weeks for this kind of a determination to be made. So, anyway, we're going to talk some about the uh, proposed trades throughout the National Football League and who may or may not be on the move. As we know, trades in the National Football League have become more prevalent specifically over the last two to three years. There's been more trades than I can ever remember. I mean, the trade deadline in the NFL used to be nothing. It was just like it was a date on the calendar. That was it. Nobody really utilized it. Now people are starting to utilize it as they start to jockey for position. So we'll see. Um, Mike said, I think the Packers have uh, a great young receiving core. They don't need a clubhouse cancer. Um, Frank says it's too late to get a guy like him. If we have Rogers ideas, souls, I don't know what Rogers ideas souls means. Uh, Green Bay at Denver, one score game road game out West in the thin air and the altitude of Denver, uh, a loss to Denver wouldn't be a shock at all. A loss to Denver would be a shock, no. A, dis- a huge disappointment, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Denver's not a good football team. Neither the They're Packers, not. though. I, I don't think the Packers losing to anyone would be shocking. I don't think. No, I agree. Yeah. Surprising, it'd be a bummer, but shocking. I don't know. This Packers team could lose to anybody. I think the majority of games here on out are, are 50-50s at best. I look at this game against Denver, though. If you go out to Denver and you play a game very similar to what you played in Las Vegas and you lose, the 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 screams that are now starting to become more audible are now going to be deafening. Because you you that was an ugly game. That was a terrible offensive performance. And and then you start to really go back and you look and you say, wait a minute. Again, you get beaten time of possession. Again, you can't move the football. Again, the first two quarters of this game are inept. Again, you, you know, you can't – that would be – God, I, I'd have to start adding it up because now I'm running out of fingers and toes. That would be how many quarters of just awful, terrible football where this team just looks bad and then, you know, they make this furious comeback or they, they show fight. You know, it, it's time to stop showing fight. It's time to start actually actually executing for four full quarters. And if that's not the emphasis for Matt Lafleur over this bye week and coming into practice next week, then I don't know what the hell is. Uh, because it's it's this team has come out of the gates awful in three consecutive games now for for a full half of football. It's like they don't even don't even show up. Wait until halftime, then come back out of the, then come back out and get introduced, and then you can actually start playing again. It, it's been bad. Uh, they've had some offensive line issues. Granted, you can and like I said, I I can't sit here and 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 pinpoint one specific thing to say this is the problem because you could throw a dart at a dartboard at this point and say there's problems. You've got offensive line problems. You've got youth route running problems. They've had some drops. You've had you know some issues uh, injuries uh, that have obviously played a part in this. You've had some problems on the defensive side of the football. You haven't been able to consistently stop the run. You know, you're, you're starting to get thin in the secondary and in, especially at the middle linebacking position. I mean, you, you can – there's so many different things you can look at to say, hey, there's a problem here. But the tenacity with which they play when they come out of the chute, when you come out of the tunnel and you lay eggs consistently in the first half of ball games when you're supposed to be at your peak, there, that's, that, that's something inherently wrong with the way – Either you're being coached, or the understand of uh, the understanding of execution, or something. I mean, there's, I, I just I can't remember a team that was this bad. You know, even the teams that Brett Favre guided uh, the one year when they could, just couldn't score on those opening drives. It was supposed to be all these scripted plays, and they kept shooting themselves in the foot and false starts and holding penalties and drop passes. And you know, I'll never forget we were out in Arizona, and uh, and Brett Brett was at the hotel and. You know, one of the comments was made, man, you know, really you would love to, you know, see you guys be able to punch it into the end zone on the opening drive and Brett turned around and be like, no, no S, Sherlock, you know. And it was it was very frustrating. But at least they were coming out of the gate and looking like their next drive or the drive after that or the drive after that. They were really good. But, man, it just for a whole half of football to be this inept, whew, just so bad. Uh, let's do this. We're going to break. Going to come back, and then uh, we're going to let uh, Grant kind of tell us some of the proposals in the NFL that may or may not actually happen when it comes to prospective trades. So stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. At Pella, this you start looking outside right now, and you go, ah, oh, crap. Man, it's uh, 
Not going to get over 55. We're not going to see 60s anytime soon. If we're lucky, maybe, but this is it. We're in the fall, and the wind outside is blowing. The rain is uh, coming down right now, and that means that if you've got any gaps, any places that cold air can get in or hot air can get out of your home, you know you you got to call our friends at Pella. Get that free in-home consultation. They'll take a look at it for you and say maybe maybe you don't need a window here, but maybe you need a window here. Maybe you need this thing. Maybe you need a you know a different door or entryway. Maybe you need a door jam. Whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or just simply call them for that free in-home consultation, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. And I can speak from experience. Once I put that uh, big brand-new patio door in down in the great room, Ain't no more cold air getting in that thing. That thing just stays right there, right at 70 degrees. It's awesome. Call Pella, 855-PELLA-WI or go to PellaWI.com. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Are you looking for maybe uh, a good local craft brew? Probably. Some good food, good place, good time. And now music is coming. That's our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. Open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, and the music venue is about to crank it up. And that is our friends over there at Steel Tank Brewing. Steel Tank, great place in Oconomowoc, and veteran-owned Dave uh, a veteran, his son, a veteran, they all work there and a family owned business. Uh, and they're out and about in the community doing a lot of stuff locally as well. Always promoting the, the different beers and brands that they have. That's Steel Tank Brewing, Roebrook Lane and Oconomowoc. Support them. Good, good people. Uh, before I throw it to you, Grant, I want to ask you a, a question. So I get an email and people are emailing me this, and I, I, I want to address this because I somebody said, well, most reporters don't have the balls to call this out. Uh, on the antiquated offense of Matt LaFleur. Apparently, uh, I know I didn't hear it, so I don't know for sure, but Mark Wall or Mike Wall said something about it. We know, I think it was Kurt Bankard said something about it. Uh, I, somebody said Aaron Rodgers said something about it, which I never heard. Um, about this antiquated offense. What means antiquated? Do you know? Do you have any idea? Uh, not modern, not forward-thinking, not creative, I, predictable. I guess. I would guess. You know, I, I maybe predictable might be a – the antiquated thing, you know what? There is nothing to, in today's game that hasn't been drawn up. Let me say that again. There is nothing. Every route has a name. Every every lineup has the same name. You know, you've got a guy in the slot. You got two wideouts, three wideouts, bunch formation, but you know, receive wide receiver bubble screens. I mean, you know, dig routes, out routes, go routes. I mean, inside slant. You know, all that stuff. You know, an out and up, 
you know, stutter and go. I mean, they're okay. So when they say antiquated, you, you mean basic? You know, you, we're not talking about dive left and dive right. We're just not. Um, they called Mike McCarthy's offense antiquated, and they're saying that again. Okay. So I get that there are things you can draw up where you can have different formations to run similar routes to break one guy free and make linebackers or safeties or corners choose the coverage to then, quote, scheme guys open. I understand that. But this whole thing of suddenly because Rodgers isn't there, that this it wasn't antiquated last year. And when Rodgers was talking about how excited he was, that him and Matt text back and forth and about how they work together and about how he can text them, hey, can we run this? Can we do this? Can we have an offshoot of this? And he was all happy about it. Never Didn't hear a word. Didn't hear a word about any of that. And now all of a sudden things aren't working and it's antiquated. It wasn't antiquated when Rodgers was under center. And my assumption is it's very similar. Well, the other side of the coin is this. It might be a little antiquated in your eyes for those that, current, that, that have played the game. And the reason being is because you've got a first-time quarterback under center. You can't be as intricate as you were in the past because of, maybe. You're, you're trying to get a guy coached up, you know. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But I find it interesting that basically football is a 3-4 or a 4-3 defense and an offshoot thereof. You can bring pressure from different sides and in different ways. You can bring it from a corner. You can bring it from a safety. You can have a linebacker shoot the gut. You can have a stunt to the outside or the inside. I mean, there's nothing new here. Nothing has been reinvented. Shanahan does a really good job of scheming guys to get open and also dictating the offense to the defense. That's where he's impressive. But the plays are basically the same. The plays he runs are all plays that have been run before. He just does it in a manner in which he can have his quarterback or his guy or he can try to get a matchup of his guy. Say he can try to get a Debo Samuel on him in a linebacker and mix them up in defensive coverage, you know? So... That can be creative, but everything's been done. And every coach will tell you that. Um, but you're right, Rick. Shanahan has, Shanahan has really good, talented players. You can't, it's, it's, you know, the offense when Mike McCarthy was at his peak, go back to 2011, the offense wasn't antiquated. You know why? Because you had Jordy and you had James and you had Donald and you had Greg and you had Randall who just had come into the scene. You know, you had all these guys. You had your Michael. You had an incredible offensive line. You had guys that, I mean, James Jones, I used to, I remember sitting with him and Jordy Nelson and having these conversations. And they would argue about, you know, we knew going to the line of scrimmage who was going to get the ball because of the matchup. Because they just knew that they, they had five guys that could be, you didn't have five guys to match up with them to beat them. Somebody was going to be open. And Greg Jennings used to tell me that all the time. You had to work your ass off or you weren't going to get the bomb. You couldn't do it because he weren't going to throw you the ball because all these other guys were going to get just as open, just as quick. So if you didn't work your ass off to beat your guy, you were never going to see the football. 
I think right now it's antiquated because the line's getting their ass kicked. The receivers aren't getting open. They're young. They're rounding off routes. They're not running crisp, fluid routes right now. They're just understanding what the offense is. They're understanding route trees. They're understanding defensive coverages. I think, it, look, you, you, you're, you're taking it, you're scaling it back to help them understand what it is they're supposed to do and where they're supposed to be and when they're supposed to be there. To me, that's what I would call antiquated. Andy Herman's going to join us coming up at 11, and he tweeted uh-huh. earlier this morning. I thought it was a great point. Matt LaFleur, the play caller, is in a bit of a bind right now with an offensive line he doesn't trust, a young quarterback, and right. a bunch of kids playing wide receiver, and that's all understandable. Matt LaFleur, the play caller. Matt LaFleur, the coach, I think, despite all of the disadvantages on the offense, he could do a better job. This team hasn't right. looked dialed in. They've made boneheaded penalties and dumb mistakes. Like We can look at him as a play caller and as a coach. I get the play yeah. calling struggles. But as a coach and as a leader of men, I, I think he, he can be a little bit better there despite all of the youth and inexperience, you know? There was a simple play call, and I went back and watched, and I think it might have even been highlighted. I don't know who highlighted it, but there was a simple play call. It was where the running back was going to really quick, just kind of throw a shoulder and elbow out to, the, to Max Crosby in pass rush. And he, they had bunch formation. They had trips to one side. So you had three wideouts on two corners a corner and a safety in coverage you have three wide outs and a corner and a safety and it was basically a wide receiver screen where you're actually going to throw to the running back who just kind of fakes the block and then catches the pass and runs behind the 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 wall of blocking that he had and it would have been a five to seven maybe ten yard gain that's all you're looking for and it was a simple pattern and instead Max Crosby beat the hell out of the running back he engaged him he was never supposed to do that and got tied up, and Jordan Love had nobody to throw to. I mean, the, the play was perfectly designed because they got the coverage they wanted. It was a perfectly designed play, and the running back, being Patrick Taylor, got eaten up. He, 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 he got his ass handed to him, and then Jordan Love's like, I got nobody, nobody to throw to. There was no safety outlet, nothing. So he ends up scrambling out tries to throw the ball to a receiver who's now running a, what we used to call the spaghetti route because you're just out there running around trying to do anything and everything to get open, and it ends up falling incomplete. But you, you look at a play like that and you're like, man, you know, how, how, how do you not get off the engagement of a guy like Max Crosby who's coming after the quarterback? Max, good, kudos to Max Crosby because he kind of recognized what was going on and he put the extra effort into kicking the hell out of the out of the the running back, but it was a good call. It was just poorly executed. So that's why you, you look at it and you go, okay, is it the coaching? Is it the play calling? Is it the the people that are actually actually ed- executing the plays? I've always said sometimes you get into a huddle and you got a lot of smart guys. Other times you get into a huddle, which this may be the case, where you're not going to a Mensa meeting. You're, this is like stick your finger in the dirt and draw it up. So guys look at it and go, oh, okay, I'll go there. I mean, that's that's kind of what you're doing right now. Well, a, so, good, a good play caller has to factor in execution, right? Like a play caller right. has to think, okay, if I dial this up, like are my guys going to be – is this something intricate that my guys are going to struggle right. with? Like, like the right. screens on third and eight, Bill. I hate it because this O-line hasn't really been crisp and clean and A.J. Dillon isn't exactly this quick third down back. And if that's not executed, Jordan Love doesn't have another read. So he's just got to right. throw it in the in the dirt, and the play's wasted, and now Toss you have to punt. Away. Matt LaFleur yeah. can control that. He, he can Ta- switch yeah, that. Exactly. Up. Yep. 
So it's just it's it's some of those things that you notice and you see on the continuum, and you're like, God, you 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 want so bad to be able to say, okay, I can put my finger on it. This is what it is. But you know, in your heart of hearts, that that might not be it. That it's it's frustrating right now. I, I get it. I went a little bit long, but I did want to get that out. This portion of the program, man, had a great time last night down at Stenny's. Don't forget, coming up on, I think it's the 28th of this month, that uh, we're going to be down at Stenny's. And they're excited to hear you're coming, Grant. You and Rachel, by the way. Really? Yeah, they're excited. I told them last night, I said he's coming. And uh, Ryan had said, ah, oh, you know, uh, they were listening. They knew about it. But they were listening. Speaking of Stenny's, and I got to say this, and I got to get this right. Where, where's, where's my notes here? Because I want to make sure I get this right. So last night, uh, one of the bartenders, her name's Brittany, and she comes over and she gets introduced to me. And she had no idea who I was, and that's fine. I don't really care. But as I sit there and started talking to her, she goes, oh, my God. My boyfriend Logan listens to you every day. I know your voice. And she goes, you're the voice in the car and at the house. And apparently he listens and watches on YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff. So Logan is, I think he's in Italy uh, right now with like his family or something like that. But Brittany, uh, and I said, you know, hey, Logan, if you're listening, Brittany's down there. She's throwing it around to everybody. So you better get home quick. So <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, Brittany, I want to say hi to Brittany. I want to say hi to Logan. I want to say hi to Logan's family because they listen every day. And whether it's YouTube or what have you, but uh, she works at Stenny's, and she's also going to be down there for the costume party. Uh, but wanted to say hi to them because uh, they they came over and introduced themselves to us last night. So we had a great time. But uh, coming up on the 28th, Grant Bills and I, Rachel, Kristen, the whole gang, and got some friends coming down. We're going to have a great time. It's the Halloween costume party. We're going to be down there on uh, that, that Saturday night judging it. So come on by, throw in your best stuff. And uh, we hope to see you down there. That's our friends at Stenny Second and National Walkers Point. As they say, you should be here. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031 Good to have you back. The Bill Michael Show continues on. Good, good stuff. Coming up after the top of the hour, we got Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. He's going to be joining us. We'll talk with him. We'll talk with him about uh, what he sees. We'll, uh, we'll ask him some of this stuff. Some of the same stuff we're, uh, we're uh, kind of preponderance right here. We're, we're throwing out some thoughts, and we'll ask him some of the same stuff and see what he thinks. So, 
That's coming up here in just a few, so stay tuned for that. And then we'll talk about some of the trade possibilities. I know I wanted to get to that, but I went a little bit long in the last segment, so I, I kind of kind of put that off a little bit. And uh, we'll get back into that stuff coming up here towards the bottom of the next hour. And who else do we have today? We got J.R. Radcliffe at 1130, uh, oh. who covers the Brewers, the Bucks, trending sports yeah. reporters. So we can talk about a bunch of things with J.R. And I also, I kind of want to get his opinion on this Orlando Arcia story and what comes out of a clubhouse and what doesn't, because the fallout from that kind of was felt in last night's game. J.R. would be a good voice to talk to about yeah. Uh, I love the fact that Orlando Arcia kept saying, nobody was supposed to hear that. Well, then don't say it. You don't say it in a clubhouse, and you don't say it in a clubhouse that has a lot of reporters. You know? I mean, he he got he – got, when you start getting made fun of by Ben Kenny's mom, you know you have crossed the line. You did something just, wrong. Just throwing it, throwing it out there. So, Oh, by the way, so I did text Ben Kenny, and I said, hey, uh, I want to see your mom. Climbing up one of the greased poles, standing on a don't walk sign. And Ben texted me back and said, we don't do that stuff, we'll say, uh, until they win the NLCS. <laughs> then you can find mom on a don't walk sign. So we we got to wait another series. So Ben's we'll mom and, and Ben, they hit you with the Kobe Bryant. Job's not finished. <laughs> that, that's what they right, gave you? They right. gave you that line? Okay. Yep. Yep, no doubt. Oh, by the way, uh, they did bring it up. Did you see the uh, little notation that uh, the team that the Brewers have lost to the last four times the Brewers have been to the postseason have gone on to win the World Series? I think every time the Brewers – well, the last couple times, but every time the Brewers have been bounced from the postseason, that team has at least made the World Series. Yep, there you go. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Congratulations to the Arizona Diamondbacks in their World Series championship. Thank you. Just – Send the check over to the Milwaukee Brewers. We got more to come. More of the Bill Michael Show. Andy Herman, Pack-A-Day Podcast, coming up next.